Hello, welcome back to another episode of Talking Troy. I'm sports editor and host for today, David Ramirez. Um, I'm, today we're going to be having a conversation with professional tennis player and USC alum, Juliana or Juju Olmos. Um, we're going to be talking about her tennis career and her identity as an Austrian-born but um, Mexican-identifying uh, tennis player and what that's been like and other things. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, I'm just going to try to start off with something easy, I guess. Uh, Katie's mentioned that you were running late because you had to grab lunch or something. How was lunch? How's your day been? How was lunch? What, what did you eat? Let's I just had dinner. Um, I'm in Austria right now. Um, I was in France playing a tournament and my mom's side of the family is from Austria and I was born here. So I decided to come here for a few days, visit my grandma and my family, and then I'll head back to LA on Saturday. When was the last time you were in LA? Have you, has it been a while or are you, are you regularly there? Do you, where do you, where do you live? Yeah. So my base is still in LA. Um, I stayed in LA after I graduated just cause it's really sunny there. It's like good tennis weather and there's a lot of tennis players in LA. The last time I was here was, or in LA was in August. Um, I left like the middle of August. I went to New York to play um, at the US Open. And then from there I came straight to Europe. So I've been on the road almost two months now. I guess you yeah, have to pivot towards your tennis career. Um, when, at what point did you decide like tennis is going to go from a thing that like I'm good at to something that I'm going to like commit and take serious? Um, I think it started really young. Um, I always really liked tennis. When I was 13, I started taking my, my tennis a little bit more seriously and I knew I wanted to play professionally. Um, I ended up not playing professionally right away. I ended up going to USC, which I think was really good and beneficial for my tennis just so I could, you know, grow as a person, become a little bit more independent and just, um, work on my game and just, you know, get stronger uh, mentally, um, just like grow, mature a little bit more. And then physically, I just needed to get in better shape and yeah, a lot of things, but I think it was good. Um, but yeah. And like you mentioned, um, I think the plan was to go professional and then you realize like it might be best if I take these, take time to grow and like grow my game and like go to college and stuff. So the recruiting process obviously started a little bit late for you, but when, when did you realize that like, okay, I'm, I might have to go to college and then what, what made you like fall in love with USC when you like first came to visit? I started looking at colleges really late. I was growing up. I thought if I went to college, it was almost a failure. Like if I didn't go pro right away, then I wasn't going to make it. So I think that was something really bad because going to college is not a failure. Um, I started looking at colleges September of my senior year so most people were already committed when I started looking it was really late I didn't have I didn't have that many options but I also didn't have bad options I was talking to like Cal um, USC North Carolina Texas so like they were all the good tennis schools and um, luckily USC had four spots open my year and the coaches reached out to me and I always like ignored them or like I never said anything and then finally when I needed to talk to them or I needed to look at schools. I reached out to them and um, they came, they flew up to NorCal, watched me practice and invited me to come visit SC. And I visited SC for a weekend and I loved the school. I thought it was so pretty. Um, I liked all the girls on the team and I knew historically USC always had really good tennis players and they had a really good team. I liked the coaches and it was also a really good school academically. And um, I think that also just pulled me and that the Trojan family, I like heard all about it all the time. And I thought it would just be really cool to be a part of that. And I actually had visits lined up to visit other schools after SC, 
but I just didn't visit any other school after that. And then I committed to SC because I, I felt like I could spend the rest of my life there. And so I did. And I still spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. And just to backtrack real quick, I'm curious as to like, I read this in the USC athletics profile and you're not sure how accurate it is or what the specifics are, but it says at 16, you were kind of asked to make that decision of who you were going to represent in terms of like United States or they, I think the a representative from the Mexican team approached you and like asked you. So I guess like that's when you had to first start thinking about it. I don't know when, what was the timetable like for that decision? Were you already thinking about it? How many voices contributed to that decision? Was it an easy, easy decision for you? How did that all kind of go down? Um, I never really thought about it. So I was representing the U.S. and my, so my dad is from Mexico and I was ranked two nationally at the time in the U.S. and Mexico didn't have a lot of players and my dad knew a lot of people there and they had like the world junior championships coming up and every country sends in their top three players and they invited me or they offered me that if I switched from the U.S. to Mexico, I could play that tournament and they offered to pick up my traveling expenses as a junior. So that was getting that was kind of really important because tennis is a really expensive sport and I started traveling a lot internationally so that got really expensive and um I don't know it just seemed like a really good opportunity for me at the time and my dad my dad was my coach at the time so that he played a very big role um but I ended up switching I was really happy I got to play I, I played world junior fed cup which was one of the coolest experiences of my life and then I've been playing like the professional Fed Cup ever since and I like playing for Mexico it's a lot of fun um I think I have a few more opportunities sometimes because there's not as many tennis players um the U.S. has a little bit of advantage because there's they have more money but it's tougher too because they have so many players mm -hmm. and I'm interested in knowing before we move on to the next topic I just kind of want to piggyback you said your dad was your coach so like at what age did he, did you kind of, did he kind of have to like give the reins up? And like, what was that conversation like? Was he like heartbroken? Did he kind of understand like, okay, like it's, it's, this is beyond my control now. Like what was that whole, how did that process kind of go down? So my dad, I only worked with my dad until I was 13. And then after that, I started training at a tennis academy by my house. Um, the coach I had then, he was like basically in charge of my tennis, but anything outside like sponsors or like tournaments my dad was sort of in charge kind of like a manager I guess um it was really hard having him in that role I think just because he was so like tough I think I mean it definitely made me tougher and, and and made me better I think as an athlete but it was definitely tough having that like all the time at home like on the court um but I was able to separate that I think and then once I went to college it was really easy because I wasn't at home anymore and he didn't just, he couldn't just like show up to tournaments or like matches. Um, yeah. After, after, after I left for college, I just became really independent and I support, I, I support myself. I started supporting myself then. And so I think that played a really big role. And um, now he like follows my tennis and everything, but he's not as involved and that took a lot of pressure off of me. So that was, that was really nice for me. <laughs> yeah. And you've mentioned like, independence and like it seems like you have a good grip on what works for you and what doesn't in terms of like productivity i was reading a q a you did with like my tennis hq or something where you're advising like um younger tennis players to kind of like our kind of collegiate tennis players like make to-do lists or schedules kind of sort things out and like figure out what works for you so i'm just curious as to like when did you figure all that out like you said college was kind of easy for you but was there like a learning curve and adjustment period did you hit the ground running did did it take until you were like 
in your professional career to kind of figure out like when 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 did it all click for you um i i definitely learned i learned as as things happen um i knew when i was like in high school that I didn't want to be like super dependent on my parents where like they were in control of everything because I mean, I relied on them as a junior. And then once I went, I knew once I went to college, like if I had enough money to support my tennis and myself and like, I didn't have to rely on them that I could make all the decisions on my own. Um, I think a big learning curve came my, my sophomore towards the end of my sophomore year. I was very, um, I don't want to say selfish, but maybe I wasn't the best team player. And I just learned like what I needed to do to help our team. And I think that helped me mature a lot on and off the court. And then after that, I started focusing a lot more on like my grades in school and my tennis and what I needed to do better. And I always thought both went hand in hand and in, in school in order to like keep up with everything. I always made a lot of lists of like what I needed to do. And like, even now um, I always do that. Like if I need to clean the house or like, practice or get my racket strong or get a massage like I always write everything I have to do down and I think that's helped me and then also like being on the pro tour I don't have a manager or an agent like I have to book all my own flights my hotel um I don't know buy my food like I don't know whatever I need to do I do it all so I think that's also helped me grow and become a lot more independent but I think I've used like past experiences to help me when I get to like a problem or a situation like that yeah and I think like I, I think transitioning back to um your I guess your collegiate career but I think um certain programs definitely like prepare athletes at different rates when it comes to like the responsibilities of being a professional but I don't think any program can fully like prepare you for what that's like so what's something that took you time to adjust or like something no one told you about that when you became professional you were kind of like taken back by um, I think two of the hardest things are the first one is like when you travel in college, you travel with your team. So you always travel with like eight to 10 people a week. You travel with like your teammates. So you have your friends there all the time. It's always fun. Um, so I think that was hard because when you go on the pro tour, it's very individual. You're by yourself. It's tough. And then the second thing is money. So like when you're in college, the hotels are paid for, the flights are paid for, everything is booked. You just show up in you literally just show up and all you have to do is play tennis. Whereas like on the road, I had to learn, I didn't realize like how expensive things are, how much you have to plan in advance or like, you don't know if you're going to get into certain tournaments or not. When do you buy your flights? Who do you travel with? Who do you play doubles with? How do you get there? Um, what if they don't like provide transportation from the tournament from the airport? You have to like book all that or like rental cars. There's just so many things that, you take for granted, I think, in college because you don't have to do it. And then when you have to do it, it just kind of hits you all at once. But um, I got lucky. I made a lot of friends on tour and I knew a lot of girls from college and we just kind of formed together like a team and we started traveling together. And I think that made it easier. And then obviously after traveling and so for so many years and playing so many tournaments, you learn like traveling hacks or like when to book flights or how to figure that all out but it's definitely it takes it takes about a year to adjust I, I, yeah I want to ask about your affiliation with the university but I think it's important to differentiate between the tennis program and the university itself because like I want to get your thoughts on both but obviously like you're going to speak you can speak highly highly of the tennis program but obviously the, there's been things that have come to light with the university um recently that are 
a little bit troubling in terms of like racial insensitivity or like just the lack of diversity in certain areas or scandals. And obviously I'm sure you've, you've heard a lot of them, but so yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on the current state of the perception and the affiliation with the university and the tennis program. You can answer them separately. Um, I'm a very proud Trojan. I think even if not the best things happen, I am very like proud and loyal to our school. Um, like tennis wise, we've always had a really great program and I've been fortunate enough that a lot of players who have come before me have mentored me or helped me out even though I was younger and you know maybe practices are like transitioning onto the pro tour and I think that helped me out a lot when I was making my transition and so just as like a small way to give back I always try and you know if any of the girls ever asks for my advice or help or like need someone to practice with I'm always more than happy to give back to our team I still go to as many matches as I can to support um our team was really good when I was there. And so I would always, I just always want our team to do well. And I think I had a, or I know I had the best four years of my life at SC and I would do it all over again if I could. And I just want the girls who come after me to have that same experience or be able to say the same. And then as our institution, I think we have a lot of room to grow. A lot of things, like you said, have come to light. Um, this year and the in the past few months but I think USC is very open and um, I really admire or respect how the athletic department is responding to everything and I think these are changes that we should have made years ago but I think it's it's good we're finally starting to make them and, and have some of these difficult conversations and I think that's that's good progress that our university is making and I think it just shows how important the Trojan family is and how much they they want to support each other and even if things aren't going right that we will do what we can to to make it better yeah and you've mentioned like the importance of the Trojan family and kind of giving back to um, the tennis program specifically and how crucial that is to you and I try not to get like corny in these interviews but I really want to hear like what's what word of advice or like general rule of thumb or just anything do you have for readers or young women aspiring to play sports on a professional level? What, what, what kind of insight can you provide them? I would say the, there's only two, two things you need to do to make it and they're the hardest two things, but I think everyone needs to just believe in themselves um, and, and work obviously as hard as, as hard as they can and just really commit and dedicate themselves to what they're doing. But I think, what's more important than maybe reaching the goal is, is enjoying your journey to the goal. We always, we're always looking forward to what's next or like the next tournament or the next match or like where we're going. But I don't, I don't think we often stop and take a look at like how far we've come or appreciate the little wins that we've had. So I think obviously always trying to be better and, and reach our next goal, but to continuously stop and, you know, stop and smell the roses and enjoy how far we've come so far. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of last couple of questions here to wrap it up. Um, I, I read that the same father and daughter come visit you when you play in Monterrey. And I was just wondering, like, when did it hit you that like, like you're an act, you're a real like role model to people? Like there are people out there that like look up to you. Like, has that hit you? Or has, has it hit you or when did it hit you? I guess it has hit me, but it, I don't know. I still see myself as like a kid too. So I think it's funny that, 
that people look up to me, but I mean, I definitely take it seriously. Um, you know, as a kid, my parents took me to lots of tournaments and I got to meet some really cool players growing up and they had a really big impact on my tennis and they made me love it more or they made me want to be like them. And I think that's really cool and to have that impact on someone is, is really special. So if I can, you know, just set a good example for one, one or one girl or any kids or just inspire anyone, I think that, that I'm doing my job. So I just try and set a good role model and, and just have fun out there.